anything in front of your cross. There's not. It looks okay. Now you going back here. All right. Praise the Lord on this September the 3rd. Lord's Day, Sunday morning. Uh, we're still just overwhelmed. Little Lucy getting saved Wednesday night. I, yeah. I've really been blessed just praying for her that God would keep His hand on her. And that was about as precious as it gets. I don't even know how little Lucy, I don't know how old she is, but that sure was a blessing. See her raise her hand up, me thinking she wanted to sing a song, and she said, I want to get saved. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad God can do things like that. And uh, that was a sight to see wonderful uh, that uh, God's still saving souls. And uh, praise God, the work ain't done yet. I don't know where we're at in it. I just know one day the door's going to shut. going to be over. But praise God right now the door's still open. Yeah. Whosoever will, let him come and drink the water of life freely. And whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Little Lucy called upon Jesus. Got wonderfully and gloriously saved. We praise God for that. We talked to Bonnie this morning. And she won't tell everybody she's missing everybody over here. And she's still pretty weak. Uh, looking to move to Sky Rehab next week, which will be a step, uh, you know, coming out of the valley. And it ain't no fun being in the hospital. They're constantly pricking you and checking you and yeah, waking right. you up. And yes, here, take this. And hey, I'm sorry, I got to do this. But uh, she'll be going to Sky Rehab. That'll be a little bit out of getting out of the valley. And then when she gets home, glory to God, she'll be able to enjoy the comforts of home. And it won't be long she'll be able to come back to the house of God. And we're thankful for that. We're going to go Lord in prayer. Had a, several things this morning. My wife's pancreatitis is flaring up. She couldn't eat anything this morning. Got a text from Carl. Said they're sick. Won't be able to be here. And uh, some unspoken request I'll leave them there uh, Father we thank you for all your mercy and the grace that you give us each and every day your word says your mercies are new every morning and Lord every morning we sure do need your mercy and I pray for your mercies today pray for your blessings today uh, Father we, we got a message from from a star spray that uh, their neighbor I think had a death in the family and she asked prayer for that family, and you're the God of all comfort. And I pray you'll comfort that family and help them through that terrible time of sorrow and bereavement. We pray for Sister Vonnie. Lord, you continue, Lord, to bless her. Continue, Lord, to help her father get mended, get healed up, get her strength back, get on her feet. Be able, Lord, to enjoy the things that we all take for granted. Just be able to enjoy the the simple things of life. We pray for Sister Vani this morning, Lord. You're the Lord God that healeth us. You're not only the great physician, but Lord, you make house calls. You come, Lord, with healing in your wings. And I pray you'll visit Bonnie today and bless her, Lord, today. And I pray for Carol. Pray for Larry. Pray for Serenity. Pray, Lord Father, for Layla. They're all sick. We pray for Ashley this morning. For Carter, for Keaton, for Allie. Lord, they're all sick. A lot of people, Lord. Uh, even right now, Lord, this COVID's coming back around. And uh, Lord, a lot of stomach sickness coming around. 
my wife's her pancreas is out of kelter not feeling well we pray for all these that are sick Lord we pray most of all for the lost that they might get saved Lord I can see Lord that we're close to the end of the age of grace I, I can just look around Lord and tell we've made full circle and I can tell like your heart was grieved in Genesis chapter 6 because the imaginations of man's heart was only evil continually and it grieved you Lord that you'd even made man and, and Lord I, I pray God you'd help this world Lord to clean up and, and to look up and, and get ready to meet the Lord he's soon to come I pray Lord for the lost Lord that they would make their way to Calvary lay hold on eternal life thank you for little Lucy Lord showing us how simple it was how easy it was to raise your hand and say, I want to get saved. What a blessing, Lord, that was. Do it again. Lord, I believe she's the first of many of our young people that will be getting saved. Lord, we're so thankful for her. Lord, being the first. And bless her always. And make her what you'd have her to be. And I pray for our missionary friend, Brother Rule. Lord, what a blessing it was. Me and Brother Ed just have a little fellowship with him, Lord. And have a word of of a prayer with him Lord and and uh, Wayne come over and said he got blessed just watching men pray and, and I ran into Wayne this week and he's still thinking and pondering upon that blessing of men of God bowing their head and praying in a public place Lord I pray Wayne would show up here today I pray Glenn would come today yeah. thank you Lord for Teresa being here today Lord bless your children Set a table, Father, for those that might be hungry and those that might be thirsty, Lord, that they could be satisfied at the table of God. Lord, you satisfied me. 35 years ago, I've never wanted anything since, Lord, you met my need. And I pray that you'll be lifted up today. I pray you'll get honor and glory today. In Jesus' precious name, we ask these things. Amen. Amen. All right, we're in Genesis. I'm sorry. We're in Exodus chapter 31. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that before. I started teaching one time. Brother Ed said, I don't think we're in the right book. And he is right. I got so many feathers in this Bible up here. Sometimes I pull the wrong feather. Exodus chapter 31. Now, before we get in this lesson here, uh, Moses has been up on Mount Sinai with God. And he's getting instruction. And he's been up there a pretty good while. And we'll find out in the chapter right after 31 that the people got tired of waiting on Moses to come down. But here it says, The Lord spake unto Moses, saying, and uh, we held signs yesterday uh, on the highway, and mine was, Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. And, uh, you know, the Lord was speaking to me while I was holding them signs on the highway. People come by and they flipping cigarettes at me and, and flipping me off and making fun of me, making light of a man sitting there holding a sign. Yeah. But uh, I'm so glad God was speaking to me the whole time I was there, just like He's speaking to Moses here, saying, See, I have called by name Bezel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. 
to devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting of stones to set them and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. And behold, I have given with him Aleb, the son of Azimach, from the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee. Now, God told Moses about a lot of stuff to make. He said, I'm going to get you some help there, boy. And uh, he said, these men uh, are going to help you in this task of making this tabernacle. It was a type of a church that was like a mobile home. You could move it from one place to the next. You could take it down and set it up. They have tent meetings today. It's kind of like a tabernacle. They set it up. And and I'll tell you, God's not too big to visit a little old uh, tent meeting. He's not too big to come down to a little old country church. But He might not visit some of these big cathedrals that man have raised up. But, uh, you know, it's like a funeral home inside, no spirit. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that God is is willing to visit us uh, in whatever uh, conditions we're in. If our heart is right, uh, if He's welcome, He'll show up. Mm-hmm. But verse 7, the tabernacle of the congregation and the ark of the testimony and the mercy seat that is thereupon uh, and all the furniture of the tabernacle and the table and his furniture and the pure candlestick with all his furniture and the altar of incense and the altar of burnt offering all uh, with his <clears throat> with all his furniture and the labor and his foot and the cloths of service and the holy garments for Aaron and the priest and the garments of his sons to minister in the priest's office and the anointing oil and the sweet incense for the holy place according to all that I have commanded thee they shall do. And that's kind of help. Uh, we got two young deacons and uh, me and Brother Ed we had to go pick up Ashley a while back and, and Brother Patrick bless his heart stepped right up and opened the doors of the church and had everything going till we got here and he's glad to see us but we're glad to see him too and I appreciate that you know helpers and the Lord said uh, these guys are going to help you in all that I've commanded you to do he said they'll do it and the Lord spake unto Moses saying verse number 13 speak thou also unto the children of Israel saying, Verily my Sabbath ye shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout all your generations that you may know that I am the Lord that doeth sanctify you. God's setting everything in order. And He always has set everything in order. When He made creation, everything He made, He said it was good. Set everything up perfect. Man come along, marred every bit of it. And even to this day, a man is the biggest problem that God has. And God still loves man, even with all of his problems. And forbears man. I'm glad he forbeared me, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking about a mess. 
But I'm glad that God didn't give up on us. He keeps reaching out to us. But He said, I am the Lord that doeth sanctify you. He said, You shall keep the Sabbath thereof, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defileth it shall surely be put to death. For whosoever doeth any work therein, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Now God's showing that there needs to be respect. Now, nowadays, they tell them, go in, you know, break the window out, bust the door down, smash and grab. You're just allowed to get like under $1,000. But they've wrote laws, it's okay, go in there and steal, even though God said, thou shalt not steal. But I'll tell you what, and in our schools, they spit on the teachers, and some of the teachers get beat up and threatened, and all that right there. I got tired of picking myself up. And it works. I'm telling you, you can teach a monkey. My dad flipped me over the back of my chair just for laughing at the kitchen table. You call it what you want, but he was setting some parameters up. Mm-hmm. That's right. My dad loved me. There's some things dad said, you ain't going to do, boy. My mama loved me. And uh, I'll tell you what, she loved me enough to discipline me. My dad loved me enough to discipline me. I didn't like it at the time, but Teresa, I love my dad and my mom more today for disciplining me than anything they've done for me. I'm glad they did instill in my heart that some things was right, some things were wrong, our home wasn't what it needed to be. I mean, Mom and Dad took God's name in vain about every other word, and I thought I could do it too, and they washed my mouth out with soap. But, uh, you know, I, I'm glad they focused on me. They, they, they wanted me not to be like them. They wanted me to be what I needed to be. Well, God here wants His people to do that which is right. And He's setting a standard up right here on this just today. Jesus came down here and done every work He did on the Sabbath day. The reason He done that, Teresa, is because they made a God out of the day. They forgot the very reason they were reverencing the day. They made such a big deal out of the day that they forgot why they were even, uh, you know, supposed to reverence that day. And uh, anyway, He come down here intentionally, done every work He did on the Sabbath day, and when they confronted him about it, he said, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. And uh, they lost sight of God because of the days. What? Why did it? He was trying to get them to see God instead of the day. Now all that we do, we do, you know, because that's what the Word of God says. But without God, there's no reason to do it. So we don't need to lose sight of God in all that we do. I drive the speed limit. And when I don't, there's some little blue lights comes on and a guy comes up there and says, can I see your driver's license and I need your proof of insurance? He's just trying to let me know that his job is to make sure I do what I'm supposed to do. I have, and, I have a quick question. Yeah. Now the Sabbath day you keep reading about there, that's on Sa- Saturday, Saturday yeah. right? Yeah. There's religions today that made a religion out of the very day of seven-day Adventists. Okay, yeah. I, I was going to say because now yeah. he rested on the Sabbath day, which is Sunday he rested. Now, Saturday. Sunday is the Lord's day. John said I was in the Spirit on the Lord's okay, day. Okay, you're yeah. right. Okay, well, it was, we call it Sunday. I'm yeah, right. true. Uh, but the, the real Sabbath day was on Saturday, Saturday. right? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, that, I mean, Sunday's I, actually the first day of the week. 
Exactly. Uh, to the Jews. So that, yeah. It started out Sunday through Sunday would be yeah. seven days. Right. Okay. You're right. Calendar wise. Right. But back then, I didn't know about back then if it was or not. Yeah, it's, it was Sunday. The, Sunday's first day of the week. Okay. Jesus rose on Sunday on yes, the first day did. of the week. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he's, he's putting this here, giving him an opportunity to do what he's asked him to do. He didn't, you know, he. <laughs> You know, you could break the Sabbath. You might be put to death for doing it, but you could break yeah, it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, God gave me a choice. I made a lot of bad choices. Yeah. But I made a good choice one day, and I, I chose to give my heart to Jesus. But, you know, all those bad choices, praise God, He put them on the blood, never yeah, to be remembered yeah, more against right. me. I got to sleep quite clean. But here, six days, Brother Ed mentioned about that seventh day, mm-hmm. and it is Sunday to Sunday. Six days may work be done, but in the seventh, which is Saturday, there is the Sabbath of rest, holy to the Lord. Whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day shall be, he shall surely be put to death. Back when I worked in the factory, they worked seven days a week. Yeah, oh yeah. It, it wasn't optional. And you know, when I got saved, I didn't like that. I'll just tell you right now, I got no joy in that at all. But you know, uh, I was in a kind of a catch twenty two here. If you wanted a job, you better be here. But uh, they got to where they worked with me, and I think it was more the Lord's doing than it was mine. Yeah. And they got to let me off on Saturdays. They said, Ed, if you want to, you can give your Saturday away. I said, Thank you. I went and got a man. He said, I'll work every one of them, and I got to be off every Saturday. <laughs> it was just because I wanted to be off. Yeah. You know, God had already blessed me, and now I got saved. And now I didn't want to work. I didn't bother me at all until I got I saved. Think, I think probably you're old enough, Brother Eddie, because I'm old <laughs> enough to remember that uh, they never was any businesses open on Sunday. What? You're right. Yeah. If you didn't go, if you didn't go to the grocery store on Saturday and get groceries, you just done without groceries. You're right. Sunday. That's true. Word of God, we stayed there. Amen. I did too. Morning. Things were better then. Yeah. And, well, you know, for the love of money, the Bible says the root of all evil. But that that compromise comes with a price. And uh, you can see that leaven of that compromise. It didn't stop. It just keeps going. It's like there's no end. And, uh, you know, it's kind of sad. With no gain to it at all. But here, uh, he's setting perimeters up here. Six days... May work be done. But in the Sabbath is the Sabbath of rest holy to the Lord. Whosoever doeth any work in the Sabbath day shall surely be put to death. Like I said, I was in a predicament. I was saved having to work on Saturdays. And I I couldn't get out of it. But praise God, God got me out of it. Amen. Alright. Verse 16. Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout all their generations for a perpetual covenant. If you'll notice, that seventh day was given to, to the Jewish people Israel. Yeah. And uh, this was a perpetual covenant between them and their God. Uh, I might as well read this because I can already, my ears are burning from out there on the internet. People uh, wanting clarity. But in Colossians, it talks about Jesus took away all the ordinances 
that were written against us. Yeah. And uh, you know, like I said, we was in all kind of, of a problem there. But uh, here in Colossians chapter number 2, verse 14, blotting out the handwritten or handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or of a new moon or of the Sabbath day, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is Christ. Uh, let me go a little further here. Let no man beguile you, which means deceive you, right. of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he have not seen, vainly puffed up in his fleshly mind. Don't follow fables, follow the Word of God. Right. <clears throat> and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands of nourished, nourishment ministered and knit together, increasing, increasing with the increase of God. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are you sub subject to ordinances? Touch not. Boy, you better not do that. Hey, Paul said, all things are lawful for me, yeah. but all things are not expedient. Now, it takes years to build a reputation, and you need to remember this. The world's going to look at you with eyes of judgment, yeah. and they see you touching something you shouldn't have touched, even though it's okay for you to touch it, for their sake and for your sake, you better not touch it. Touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish with the using, with the using, after the commandments, this is important, and doctrines of men. Now, men say, you can't do this. Yeah. God says, I set you free. That's right. The liberty where Christ makes free. I'm free. Amen. Uh, there's no condemnation of them in Christ Jesus. I'm not going to do some things, but I could. I'm not going to because I don't want to. Man, I'm drinking a better fountain now. Which things have indeed a show of wisdom and all in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to satisfy the flesh. That may have went over your head, but uh, the Lord, He set us free. Yes, He did. And we're free indeed. Through him. Amen. Alright. It says, verse 17, It is a sign, talking about the Sabbath day, It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For six days the Lord made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And he gave unto Moses... And he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communing with him upon Mount Sinai two tables of testimony, tables of stone written with the finger of God. Now Moses got the Ten Commandments from God on Mount Sinai yes. and they were written with the finger of God. Uh, let me 
Read one more thing here. I've done yeah, lost my know, thought here. He's talking, he read there about the signs. Man, had he seen the sign Wednesday night going home after church, didn't he? Yeah. That big rainbow up the sky. Yeah. Seen both ends of it. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Uh, God what? gave us that sign that there'd be no more floods. Well, I lost my train of thought. I was going to go back oh, and read. Sorry. No, I lost it before you said anything. Okay. I lost it by keeping on reading out there in the chapter instead of stopping and going to it. Yeah. Uh, it was something to do with the Sabbath. Oh, I know what it was now. Wait a minute. Well, I was going to go back and read something. I can't remember what I was going to go back and read. Slipped my tongue here. Alright, we'll let the Lord take care of that. If He wants me to go back to it, I will. Verse 30, or chapter 32, verse 1. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron. Aaron is the high priest. And said unto him, Up. You know, they're kind of telling Aaron here what to do. He's one supposed to be telling them what to do. Up, make us gods which shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what has become of him, which means we know not what has become of him. In other words, they said he'd been gone too long. Old saying is when the cat's away, the mice will play. Well, these mice are playing. And uh, they're playing the wrong game here. Verse 2, And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. Verse 3, And the people break off the golden earrings which are in their ears, and brought them unto Aaron, and he received them at their hand, and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a golden calf. Now I want to Reread this here. And he received them in their hand. Talking about the gold that broke off earrings. And uh, <clears throat> after he had received them in their hand, fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a golden calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. So Aaron has made a golden calf, and now Aaron has built an altar before this golden calf. Mm -hmm. And Aaron made proclamation. Like I said, he's the high priest. He made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Uh, you know, this is really bad what they did. Yeah. And it not only was bad what they did, but God here, verse 7, And the Lord said unto Moses, Go, get thee down for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Now, 
the absence of Moses played a big part in this. Yes. He's having fellowship with God. That's wonderful. And I love having fellowship with the Lord. But uh, some you can't neglect certain things. Uh, you've got to pray. You've got to study. You've got to prepare. I'm just telling you, a lot of people, I talked to a man yesterday, uh, mighty man. I went over and talked to him. I said, Mike, Mike Gibson's his name. I said, Mike, you need to be pastoring somewhere. He said, oh, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have me. I said, they might not, Brother Mike, but they need you. Uh, the need of truth, the need of teaching, the need of preaching is greater than ever. There's so much beguiling there's so much deceiving. There's so much negligence. Uh, most preachers don't really give themselves to reading, to praying, and preparing. They get like a, you know, what do you call that? A fast food, a, yeah. uh, uh, what's it, a happy meal, or, yeah. or a TV dinner, or something like that right there. Uh, and you know, I don't know how it's going to go with them they stand before God. But I, I'm kind of, this mindset right here, I know I'm just a messenger boy, but I do seek God diligently about what message that He wants me as the messenger boy to deliver. And here Moses has been gone having good fellowship. Wonderful! But the church was neglected and because of Moses not being there, the people, they've corrupted themselves. That's a sad verse, verse 7 is. Yeah. God says, verse 8, they have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. You know, I'm, I'm a pastor, so I'm just going to tell you this. The best thing you can do is stay in church. There's a devil down here. There's a lot of deception going on down here. Best way to survive that gauntlet <laughs> is stay in church. Uh, like I said, little Lucy got saved Wednesday night. I was so glad I was here. So glad I got to see that. So glad, boy, that was divine. And uh, I'm glad for that. <laughs> I got home, I thought, oh, I hope that thing recorded that. And I got home, and Brother Ed, there it was. Yeah, yeah. Three people, Lucy, me, and Sarah, and Brenda, yeah. all weeping there. Little Lucy down there, calling upon him that's rich in mercy. Oh, they call upon him. What if old Brother Eddie hadn't been here? I'll just tell you, it makes a difference. Yes, it does. And God said they turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf. You know, everybody wants to have a little religion. And uh, that's all this was, was a type of religion. And have worshipped it. And have sacrificed thereunto. And said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which, brought, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. That wasn't true. They're saying it, but it's not true. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people. And behold, it's a stiff-necked people. 
God's not happy right here. He's done everything in the world for these people. He's carried them, the Bible said, on eagles' wings. He's fed them. He's put up with them. He's forgave them. He's blessed them. He's led them to the water. Led them to the, you know, to the places where they could get the rest and the things they needed. He's not happy right here. No, he called them all stiffnecks. Yeah, verse 10, he says, Now therefore let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them that I may consume them and I will make of thee a great nation. Listen, that was probably a pretty good recommendation. But thank God for a pastor that stood in the gap between God and the anger of God towards these people that definitely deserve what God pronounced upon them. And we'll talk more about that pastor here in just a minute. I believe I'll get to it. And Moses besought the Lord. That means he's begging God. Moses besought the Lord his God and said, Lord, why doeth thy wrath wax hot against thy people which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power, with a mighty hand, Wherefore doeth the Egyptians speak and say for mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel thy servants to whom thou swearest by thy own self and set us unto them. I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed and they shall inherit it forever. And notice verse 14. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. You know God's gracious God. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you right now he's God of judgment, God of war, God of mercy. Uh, he sent Jonah down to Nineveh, told him to preach to him, and uh, Jonah didn't want to go, but Jonah found out he was going to go, and when he got come, he preached a little short message, yet in 40 days Nineveh be overthrown, and to his amazement, the people of Nineveh repented from the greatest to the least, and 120,000 souls that didn't know their left hand from their right hand repented, and God spared Nineveh. Well, here, it says, and the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. I thank God for pastors. Boy, I've got a good pastor. Y'all have got a good pastor. Y'all have got a good pastor because of him. He instilled in me, you know, things that a pastor needs. And, uh, boy, he, he has truly helped me. And uh, I thank God for him. Good pastors. Look, uh, good good pastors. You lose your wallet again, brother Donnie. Yeah, yeah. Nothing in it. Good pastors are hard to find. Uh, you know, if you can find a good pastor and a good preacher, boy, you really got something. My pastor, he's a good pastor and a good preacher, and uh, boy, he does his homework. He's very. Uh, learned man, very informed. Don't much. I, no matter what I mention, he's already known about. He's already ahead of me. Uh, he, he stays up with what's going on. He's he's very diligent. But this pastor Moses, he besought the Lord 
and he besought the Lord on behalf of the people of Israel and the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do in his people. Verse 15, and Moses turned and went down from the mountain. He's been up on the mountain and uh, you know it's kind of like Peter, James, and John upon the Mount of Transfiguration. It was a good place to be. Yeah. Now he's coming down, Brother Head, to the reality of what he hadn't seen, but God has seen. Yeah, and he, he just heard about it. He ain't seen it with his own eyes. And uh, here he, he turns and go, went down from the mountain, and the two tab- tables of testimony were in his hand, and the tables were written on both of their sides, on one side and on the other side were they written and the tables were the work of God and the writing was the writing of God graven upon the tables and when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted he said unto Moses there's a noise of war in the camp and he said it's not the voice of them that shout for mastery neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome but the noise of them that sing do I hear. You know, everybody kind of hears everything a little differently. Yeah, that's right. I didn't hear it like that. Well, that's kind of what's going on here between Moses and Joshua. Right. And it came to pass as soon as he came nigh unto the camp that he saw the calf. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, we're all just men of like passion. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I don't have an S under my shirt. No. I don't like getting mad, but there has been times I have got mad. My wife has been a tremendous help to me, especially when she said you was wrong. <laughs> oh, me. But anyway, uh, it came to pass, as he came nigh the camp, he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables out of his hand and break them, Beneath the mount. Moses didn't even get off the mount before he broke the Ten Commandments. Right. He was the first one to break them. Yeah. But he broke them physically. <laughs> uh, he broke them. And he took the calf which they had made and burned it with fire and ground it to powder. He's real mad. And strawed it upon the water and made the children of Israel to drink of it. Now you talking about mad, that's pretty mad. <laughs> But the pastor has showed up and the people have given themselves yeah. to idols. Yeah. They're dancing. They're worshiping this calf. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto thee that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them? Now he's pointing the finger in the right direction because Aaron did fashion the calf and make the altar and Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord wax hot. Thou knowest the people that they are set on mischief. That's why they need a pastor. <laughs> yeah, right. For they said unto me, Make us gods, verse 23, which shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what has become of him. There's a little bit of blame right here to Moses. Right. I know he had to be up there. I know that. But maybe he was up there a little too long. I, I, that might not be true. So don't itch that in stone. Mm-hmm. But because of him not being there, they lost. You know, they're standing. They, they, right. they went in the wrong direction. Uh, churches need leadership. 
You know, when y'all look at me, I want you to see what you need to see to be what you need to be, to stay where you need to stay. The Bible said we're supposed to be an example of the believer in word and in deed. I want to line up. I want to be my pastor, most disciplined man. Uh, well, I've met some men that were probably more disciplined than him. Brother Ronnie, Sister Faith. But he's probably the most disciplined man that I know as close as I know him. Uh, Brother Curtis Sheets, my pastor and I both would agree. That's the most disciplined man I ever met in my life. I mean, he just didn't let nothing slide. But uh, anyway, uh, here, uh, Moses has got a little bit of blame here. In uh, verse 24, this is Aaron speaking. He said, And I said unto them, Whosoever hath any gold, let them break it off. And they, So they gave it me, and then I cast it into the fire, and there came out this calf. Now he, He's out and out lying. I guess you call it politically correct. I don't know. But uh, he fashioned that calf. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked to the shame among their enemies, then Moses stood in the gate. Now Moses is already mad, but this is just more than he can handle now. I mean, he's furiously mad. And then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Boy, I'm glad I'm saved. Amen. Amen. Who's on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves unto him. There should have been others got in there. And he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, Every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And there fell of the people that day about 3,000 men. Boy, it didn't have to be that way. Like I said, Moses is part to blame. Aaron's for sure to blame. The people, they needed the leadership. They failed because of all of that. Verse, uh, verse 29, and Moses said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. And it came to pass, verse 30, on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, You have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up unto the Lord peradventure, I shall make atonement for your sin. Now Moses is picturing Christ in this action right here. Jesus said Moses wrote about me. Well, here Moses is a type of Christ. So Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Now this this prayer, I like this verse 32. Moses said, Lord, they've done the unthinkable. Verse 32, Moses says, Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and this little old line with the comma, that's a pause. In other words, he stopped right there, probably weeping. This pause, that's the only place you'll find in your Bible right here. Exodus 32, 32. He says, Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and there's a great pause here, 
Then Moses says, And if not, Moses says, Block me, I pray thee, out of thy book, which thou hast written. It's kind of like Adam that didn't want to live without Eve. Right. And Moses here, picturing Christ that didn't want to live without us. Right. He who knew no sin became sin for us. We might be made the righteous of God. He gave Himself a sacrifice, a ransom for all. Moses is picturing Jesus in this here. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever have sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. I'll just tell you, God's no respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. But now God didn't say that about Jesus. On the cross, mm-hmm. beaten beyond recognition, yeah. Luke chapter 23, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 says, Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us. Yeah. Greater than Moses yeah. was Jesus. Moses meant well, but he didn't have the standing with God that Jesus did. Therefore, now go lead the people. Do your job, Moses. Lead them unto the place which I have spoken unto thee. Behold, mine angels shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. And the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf which Aaron had made. I, I really enjoyed this lesson this yeah. morning. This is true in our day. Uh, in our day, we're supposed to live righteous, godly, and soberly. In our day, we're supposed to set the standard where it needs to be and maintain it. In our day, we're supposed to pray one for another, forgive one another, love one another, not be a stumbling block, not bite and devour one another, but realize we're all needy. We all need love, forgiveness, and prayer. We're all in this in the same predicament. There's a devil down here. It's a whole lot harder for him to work. Somebody said Baptist on one day, no, they killed their wounded. I I hope that's not true. Uh, You know, there are a lot of hurting people out there. Just a kind word does a lot of good. One word fitly spoken is like golden apples and pictures of silver. We've got people today, I'll be honest with you, they could use some grace. They really could. But uh, we'll stop right there. Father, we thank you for the lesson this morning. How it ministered to me, Lord. Thank you for, Lord, this lesson this morning. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Ask your blessings. Direct it where it needs to be. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll end our Sunday school lesson right there. And. Uh,